take a moment to listen to the stories of a survivor, to an indigenous elder who shares their perspective, their experiences in this country, and know that that story, their story, is your story as well. And until we understand as a country that each one of us's story is all of our stories, there can be no truth. There can be no reconciliation. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on this, the first ever National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Good morning. It is Hal Anderson, and this is Connecting Winnipeg. You know, Greg Mackling on the start this morning, Mackling McGarry McNabb, uh, Greg Mackling nailed it. He said, for him, today is about listening. And I have said that for a long time now. So um, while I invite you to uh, text your thoughts today on, on this Truth and Reconciliation Day and send me your emails, 204-780-6868, hal at cgob.com, I want you to sit back and listen today. Uh, we won't really do phone calls today because I've got a lot of really important stuff I want to get on here. Um, let me just uh, sort of, well, first of all, let me start with this. Um, uh, just to sort of explain the day as we get going here. It's a day to recognize the horrors of Canada's residential schools and honor the lost children and survivors. The day grants a payday off to federally regulated employees and public servants, and some provinces have done the same for their workers. Unions have urged members to donate to charities. The enactment of a National Day for Truth and Reconciliation was among 94 calls to action put forward by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Roger Ward, the Canadian Press. We have reached Negan Sinclair. I'm so happy about this Native Studies uh, professor at the University of Manitoba and columnist. Negan, uh, good morning. Hey, Hal. Sorry I was late. No, no. Lots of events happening today. I, I know, and I'm, I'm glad you were able to make a few minutes for us. Talk about the significance of this National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Give me your thoughts. Well, I mean, it's it, it, not many of us in our lifetimes get to see the birth of a national holiday. And uh, I think any time that the country uh, moves forward on the calls to action for the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, it's a good day. And at the same time, we still have to remember that, you know, a day bringing forth a day or having a holiday or, you know, once bearing, wearing orange shirts, while those are important gestures, they don't really address many of the problems that are faced in society which is around poverty and homelessness and the issues of uh, discrimination on First Nations for children. And I mean, we, we just went through a federal election where barely anything was talked about involving Indigenous peoples. And so we have a real fundamental problem in the country of talking about Indigenous peoples as human beings and thinking of them as equals to those who live in cities, for example. You make a good point, an interesting point. While the holiday is important and uh, in, in why we're marking this day, um, you know, is in a way some of those important issues that you just mentioned, do they not get lost, but maybe maybe they deserve more attention? Are they getting that attention on this day? I, It's a difficult, uh, I, I'm not sure my read on this. Well, I think we should focus on hope on a day like this because it is a day in which you're seeing change, and that's important. So uh, let me explain to you, or let me tell you about some change that I've seen already, and it's only 10 a.m. in the morning in our community in Treaty 1 territory. This morning, for the first time in 100 years, 
a uh, ceremony, a sunrise ceremony was held involving everyone in the community, people from all different races and walks of life, people from poor homes, rich homes, and that we all came together and recognized the sun as the forks, a place in which uh, Indigenous ceremonies were banned and made illegal, you know, all throughout Canadian society. And, and that's hope. Uh, today, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will be unveiling a, a logo uh, that will be Indigenous-inspired, much like the one for the Winnipeg Jets. And, and uh, you know, on, on this day, too, you're seeing thousands, tens of thousands of Winnipeggers uh, coming together. You're watching, uh, if you, you know, those of you in Winnipeg today, check to see all of the amazing youth from the Mama Wichita Centre who are watching, walking from four different directions to come into downtown Winnipeg to tell every single Winnipegger that we are here we are. We continue to be here, and most importantly, we love all of you, and we want to, this community to become better. We want to deal with the issue of homelessness and drug addiction, and uh, you know the fact that we live in a society which we continue to perpetrate such harms against Indigenous peoples. And how will we do that? We'll have to do that together. I said at the start of my show, Greg Mackling said on the on the start here on CGOB this morning, and I was nodding my head, going, "Yeah, you're right, Greg." Uh, today, for me and for Greg, and and for I think many people, today is about listening, hearing stories, and being educated on some of the atrocities that occurred. What what is it for you? Am I right on that, Negan? Yeah, I mean. We have to remember that, you know, for Indigenous peoples, this is a double, it's a, it's a double part of today. One is that we're, uh, we, we've taken up the important role, as we've always done, of teaching newcomers or teaching those in our territories what have happened, talking about our experiences, sharing our culture. But then at the same time, many of us are triggered by the recent findings of the unmarked graves at Cowessis and at Kamloops and out in Brandon, you know, right here in Manitoba, we see children who have been forgotten about and, uh, an RV park grown, uh, you know, built on top of their cemetery out in Brandon. You know, we have a real challenge in this country of recognizing the the violence that has happened and continues to happen. We have more people living on the streets, Indigenous peoples, more Indigenous children in the child welfare system. And, you know, we have to talk about these things. Uh, this day will be hard for many of us to hear and also for those of us to tell those stories. So we all have to take care of one another. Negan, I appreciate you doing this. I, I hope we see a lot more change. Thank you. Yeah, miigwechow. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, and we're basically going wall-to-wall with it today here on CGOB because this is a, a really significant day uh, for many reasons, and over the next, uh, well, hour and a half, now I'm a half an hour into the show, over the next hour and a half you're going to hear many uh, of the reasons why it is such an important day. Joining us on the phone now, NDP leader Wab Canoe. Wab, good morning. Morning, Al. How are you? Excellent. Thank you very much uh, for doing this. Uh, uh, for, let's start with um, your call on the Tory government to advance reconciliation by making this a statutory holiday. Yeah, I think this is an important step to uh, help everyone uh, honor Orange Shirt Day and the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. You know, because uh, workplaces are regulated at the provincial level, if you're talking about a lot of the big employers around town, uh, the, the work sites where a lot of people work, if the province recognizes this day, that'll give more people the opportunity to spend the day not only learning and observing the uh, calls for truth and reconciliation, but I think perhaps most importantly, spending some time with their family. Because I can tell you that, uh, you know, this morning I went to a sunrise ceremony at 
work. So Mark started the day with many people down there. And then I came home and I made uh, breakfast for my kids and for my family. And I was thinking about my late father, who was a residential school survivor. And uh, he didn't have his folks around to make breakfast for him. And as much as we're trying to memor- uh, commemorate and honor on this day, it's about doing so with the people that you love. And I would hope that everyone in the province has an opportunity today and on future September 30th to spend some time with their families and mm-hmm. uh, really put some meaning behind this day by spending it with the people you care about. You know, and I, I agree with you, Wob. I've heard some people say that they're worried the meaning of today is going to get lost if people just get another day off. What would you say to them? Well, I think that the meaning of this day is going to come from how we choose to, to recognize it. And I think I've been very inspired, I think is the right word, to, to see how Manitobans are honoring this week already. You know, yesterday I was at Kelvin High School where they had hundreds of students walk together to the former Assiniboia Residential School, which is in the same neighborhood as, uh, as Kelvin. I was at high school football games where they were at kickoff honoring the day and i know today many people are going to go through the orange shirt day powwow and march and so i am very hopeful through acts like that through the coverage that you're doing on cjob through the bombers unveiling this new logo uh to honor the day i'm very confident that this day is going to maintain its meaning and i think just us taking steps to ensure that everyone can participate in that it only strengthens it and it only helps to amplify those lessons that I think we want everyone to appreciate. Mm-hmm. This day has been slow in coming. Did you ever wonder at any point, Wob, whether maybe it just wouldn't happen? You know, you always wonder about that. And again, I'd bring it back to my, my father, my late father. He was the one in the residential school back when he was a child, taken from his family. And, you know, over and over this week, I've wondered, could that little boy sitting alone in an institution, taken from his family like that, could he ever imagine a day like today where hundreds of thousands of people from coast to coast are wearing orange shirts and talking about the stories that people like him experienced? It's, it's, you know, it's really breathtaking when you think how far things have moved from that era to today. Mm-hmm. But still lots of work to be done on, on the issue. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I like that uh, item in the news roundup about Indigenous languages, Manitoba. Yeah. They're doing great work. You know, uh, the Indigenous languages were, were forbidden at residential schools. So it's inspiring to see people bring them back. The culture was targeted. So when we see a powwow, when we see um, sports leaders, elected officials, cultural influencers, musicians participating in indigenous cultural activities that's very that's very positive and uplifting and then when you know let's bring it back to the thing that really put this on the map this year the children the children who we heard the disclosures about at these former residential schools in places like Kamloops and Brandon and Cowessis and Saging even right here in Winnipeg you know these are the ones that we want to keep front and center in our thoughts and minds today and Certainly, we want to honor and commemorate them. But I think that slogan that we're going to hear a lot of times today, every child matters, I think that's what should guide the work today. We want a, we want a Manitoba, we want a Canada that lives up to that phrase, every child matters. And so, you know, maybe this is an opportunity to reflect and then allow us to work together.
discovery where every child can reach their full potential. And Wab, I want, here's why I, I really, I mean, I'm glad we're having this discussion and what you've said has been really important, but here's why I wanted to have you on today. You mm-hmm. you did something really significant. When the new reconciliation minister got it wrong, you spoke up. And I think that's what we need to do. When people get it wrong, we need to speak up. You You did it respectfully, but with, you know, some force uh, and and you made it clear that he was wrong and i think we all need to do that that's to me a part a big part of what today is about and and that was really for me that was significant to watch you do that wob that was an important moment at least here in manitoba well i appreciate that and you know it was important to me too and one of the things that was important for me was to leave the door open for him to learn and to evolve his thinking and to grow his thinking to be more accurate. So, you know, I would like to think that I I did not condemn the person. I only condemn the words. And I think that, you know, often we have those tough conversations, whether it's at the the barbecue or the the holiday dinner table or, you know, just uh, other social settings. Sometimes we hear something that like maybe makes the, you know, hairs on the back of our neck stand up and we don't know quite how to handle it. But I, I would just hope that folks understand there is a way where you can talk about these difficult conversations where it doesn't immediately become uh, a big, you know, guilt fest or mm-hmm. about assigning blame, but rather it's an opportunity for people that you're going to remain friends with, that you're going to remain connected to, mm-hmm. for them to grow a little bit. And maybe uh, we can have some of those challenging conversations in a way where we're still able to be civil and to still work with one another or to still enjoy each other's company afterwards. Yeah. Wob, enjoy your family today, and thank you for talking about your dad here. I appreciate it. You too, Hal. Take care. Thank you. Every people are good at telling stories of how great we are. And we were heroic in this moment. I'm sure there were brave leaders in other moments. It's harder to reflect on the truth of the mistakes, of the evil that we did in the past. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on this, the first ever National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. We're into the final half hour here. Joining me now on the phone, Carolyn Klassen at Connexus Counseling. Carolyn, good morning. Good morning, Hal. It's good to be with you today. Yeah, especially today. It worked out perfectly mm-hmm. to have this conversation with you on this day. Uh, before we really get into it, I just want to want you to explain to people about your reconciliation contemplation chalkboard. You talked about this a while ago. I love this idea. I think it's stuff like this um, that can really bring on change. So please just tell people about it if they missed this in the past. Oh, thanks for asking. I was sitting out in my front porch this morning watching people walk by my reconciliation uh, bench display and watching them pause and just spend a minute thinking and looking. I have two Adirondack chairs with a table in between them that I painted um, the color of the orange that uh, people are wearing on their shirts today. And I attached the chalkboard to it. Um, and uh, the words in paint, reconciliation, contemplation. And so I have a different quote that I change a couple times a week that people, as they walk by with their dogs or their kids, can look at. Um, There's a tub underneath the bench 
that has some kids' books, including, you know, the Orange Shirt Day uh, book, um, where parents can stop and read those books to their kids. And then on the table in between the two chairs, there are a few orange flowers. There's a small pair of children's shoes. Um, and then there is a candle, um, an electric candle that stays lit um, in honor of the children that are important that we need to honor and recognize. And so it's just this this little space in the neighborhood where people can just be reminded in a way that brings it front of mind um, and is just sort of a part of the community. Uh, and as I've sat out on my front porch, people often will stop and, and thank me for the opportunity that they have had to think and to discuss with whoever they're walking with. And so um, it, everybody looks to see what they can do, and this was something that I felt like I could do. It's great. Uh, give Carolyn Klassen or Connexus Counseling a follow on social media, Instagram. They're all over the place, uh, and you can see pictures of this uh, reconciliation contemplation chalkboard. I love the idea. I'm going to replay bits and pieces of a couple of conversations I had at the start of the show today with Negan Sinclair and Wab Canoe, Carolyn, and I mentioned to both of them. They're both very optimistic about, about you know, we, we've got a long way to go, um, but about this change and this day being part of the change uh as you have said reconciliate truth and reconciliation is is slow work isn't it it is really slow work uh, and i think one of the things you know like i work in the business of truth and reconciliation between couples and sometimes they're like we're in pain we're in distress this isn't comfortable we're here like can you fix it and there's this way in which I say, yes, truth and reconciliation is painful, but we actually don't want to rush past the pain. We want to look at it and lean into it, and we want to be able to face it and really understand it. Because as we spend that time in the pain, it helps us understand. It helps us to move forward, not just quickly and with, without thought, but really in a mindful way that helps us be able to truly understand what needs to get done. And then we do that work with integrity rather than just figuring out whatever we need to do to get out of the pain, which doesn't have nearly the same value. Mm-hmm. Carolyn Klassen, uh, sorry, go, go no, no, finish your thought, please. Well, the, the analogy I use is if you go to the emergency room and say, doc, I'm in pain, I've got a gut ache, and the doc says, here's some morphine, go away, that's actually malpractice, right? The doctor sometimes even needs to increase the pain as he's looking to find out if it's appendicitis or constipation or stomach cancer. Like, we really need to understand that because the solutions and the strategies to deal with the pain are going to be very focused on the nature of the pain, and so we need to spend some time understanding it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say that uh, our care, our uh, uh, Loren McNabb sat down and chatted with Elder Mary Corshane and put together a, a wonderful package uh, that I played, uh, oh, I guess almost an hour ago now here on my show. It was really interesting. And you had that opportunity, too, at your church, right, to sit down and, and talk to an Indigenous leader. Uh, your church even has a, a team that focuses on truth and reconciliation. Tell us about that. I mean, this, again, I think is what needs to happen, right? People need to sit down and, and hear the stories from elders and residential school survivors. Absolutely. And it's not easy work. It's slow work. One of the things that we are looking to do with this team that I've been on now for a couple of years is really listen and work to understand. And not part of how we got into this mess was that uh, settlers came in and did things the way they thought settlers made. It made sense for us to do things, which was a train wreck. And so as we're looking to find our way out of this, 
We need to not just do it in the settler way that makes sense. And frankly, sometimes when I go into these meetings, I'm like, okay, what are our goals? What are our action plans? How can we think our way out of this? Like, let's come up with things that we're going to do because we need to fix this. Um, and uh, we met about a year or so ago. We had to do it on Zoom because it was a pandemic. And there were several of us that met with um, some Indigenous leaders. And in a way that was partly frustrating but much more beautiful, this Indigenous leader said, this is where I come from. This is my story. This is how I've been hurt. This is what I've learned. This is the beauty in my life. These are my people. And if we're going to move forward, you need to know who I am. And now I'd like to know who you are. And so, you know, he invited me to talk about where my people came from and what I've learned from my culture and my heritage and the pain of my culture. And, my, and we just, we spent this beautiful meeting just getting to know each other. And after mm. we all had a chance to share, the meeting was over. Um, and it was, was not at all the way that we, I usually sit in a meeting, but there was this richness to it. And there was an honoring that we did it in a way that honored his culture. We weren't going about this problem in a settler way. We were doing this in a way that was honoring of his culture. And I still, I felt like that was really important, but it was a really hard learning curve because I'm impatient. Um, and he was inviting us to a richer way that honored the very culture that we are trying to you know honor in this process Mm -hmm. you touched on that uh, on on this there um you talked about it being slow work and hard work it's painful work too oh it's so painful and so often when we are in pain we want to do whatever we can to get out of the pain which often then short circuits the process and i think we really need to figure out how to hold space for pain and to not say I can be in this this isn't easy but it's it's not going to kill me to be listening to this to stay listening to this I don't need to as person as a person is talking about their own pain and it creates pain inside of me I'm going to honor their pain by being willing to stay in my own discomfort and to continue listening to their story that we don't rush to solutions that we don't try to short circuit and tell them we've heard enough that we honor their pain by being willing to be in our own pain of listening to this painful story. That's not easy, but it's a really important life skill that I think many of us need to work on for a variety of situations in our lives. Carolyn, thank you, and thank you for changing your schedule around so you can join me here on Thursday mornings instead of Thursday afternoons. I appreciate it. I'm happy to make the adjustment.